0: The Elephant in the Pew. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, where they engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss. From the Elephant Portable Studio, here are your hosts, Stephen Whitten and Ryan Reggie.
1: God's own son died for us to save us from our sins
0: so that we could have a way to heaven. There's nothing fair about that. Nope. That wouldn't have been Jesus' thing. Jesus would have gone and talked to him sometimes. I mean, it depends on the situation. He decided what he needed to do. Uh, But it wasn't primarily social gospel-driven.
1: Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, the show that brings you our opinions in a nicely tuned, well-oiled, chaotic sound clip to engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen
0: Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. This show is brought to you by ElephantPew.com, your one-stop shop for all things Elephant in the Pew. That's right. You can get links to our personal blogs or just all the information we talk about on the show on ElephantPew.com. Go check it out. It's fabulous. It's fantastic. And, um, Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening
1: to us whenever you listen to us, whether that be day, night, evening, morning, whenever you decided to listen to us, we're so glad that you made us a part of your day. So, today's topic, we're talking about justice.
0: Justice Yep. is my middle name. Where's that from? I I just said it. You just
1: came up with that. Okay, so that was um, created by Ryan, so...
0: I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to expand my uh, my voice acting career, uh-huh. so um, you know, I see. it's just just working on some voices. That was like my like Western Batman voice. <laughs> justice, justice, justice is my middle is my
1: middle name. <laughs> you gotta get a little twang in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Else, it's not you know Western. That's not
0: Western, yeah. Um, that's uh, so. Um, I got a little uh, subtopic for you. We're talking about justice. Right? Yep. So uh, I saw the movie Suicide Squad this week. Uh-huh. And um, interestingly enough, it's kind of people are like... There's two there's two perspectives I've seen on this, okay? One, traditional Christian view. I just don't like how we're taking good things or bad things and turning them into good and good things and turning them into bad. You got the U.S. soldier who looks like he's a myth. You got all these crazy bad guys who got it all together and saved the day. I just don't think it's good. Okay. And then there's the other view that says hmm, the redemption of individuals who were bad to do something good. Yeah. So, opposing views. But kind of think about that in the line of justice. You know, like, so what is justice? Would justice be that the bad people just get their comeuppance and they get the punishment that we think they deserve? Or is justice something else? I don't know. I just right. think about that.
1: Well, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, what is... What is justice? Um, we, when it comes to um, talking about anything... Other
0: than a girl's clothing store. R-
1: right. Justice. Justice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thrown off by that. Um, whenever you're discussing an, a topic or a phrase, we have to understand what we're talking about. Because there are right. different definitions for everything. So what is justice? Justice. Um, And the definition really is where we have to start um, Because there are several types of justice, right? Are we talking about social injustice, social justice, equality? Um, justice Justice, um, the definition, it's a noun And it is just behavior or treatment um, What's just mean, then? Yeah, exactly. Um, the second one is a judge or magistrate, in particular, a judge a of justice, the Supreme Court. Right? right. So we're not talking about the Supreme Court justices or uh, court, anything like that. We're talking about just behavior. Um, fairness. Uh, fair play. E- equity. Um, impartiality. Objectivity. Um, neutrality. Um, honesty. Righteous, righteousness. Morality these are the things that just means. So, so like, justice is being um, treated fairly, being treated honestly, righteously, morality. You know, morality. <laughs> morally. Sorry. It's a little
0: being treated morality. Mor- morally. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I read that wrong. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, Steven.
1: So, I mean, that's the justice that we're talking about, right? So... Um, in essence, should the... And that brings us to the question is, should the church care about justice?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Because
1: being treated fairly, you know, being treated, um, equally, is this something the church should be focused on? Um, I read an article, um... I believe it was on Relevant Magazine. I can't remember exactly. I read a little, too, probably too many articles to make, <laughs> make a, a, a formative decision on this. But go here in thought. Yeah, um, but the one is that, uh, one of the phrases that um, threw me off a little bit is that the gospel, the, at the heart of the gospel is justice. And I was, I I started to question that. I'm like, is it the heart of the gospel? Is justice? The heart of the gospel. I'm having a hard time wrapping Mm -hmm. my head around that thought because justice, in that sense of equality and um, fairness, the gospel has nothing fair to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus, if it was fair, then we would all be going to hell because that's what we
0: deserve. That'd be fair. That's fair. Or every time we sin, we get struck by lightning.
1: Right. I mean, that's fair too. But the gospel is all about unfairness. Jesus was sent by God the Father to die for us. It was God's own son died for us so mm-hmm. to save us from our sins so that we could have a way to heaven. There's nothing fair about that. Nope. I mean,
0: in all reality, we are getting the better end of the deal on that. Right. And, so, and the guy who didn't do anything wrong, Jesus, took all the punishment. Yeah. How is that fair? How is that just? Yeah, so when, when
1: someone says justice is at the heart of the gospel, I think they're missing the point. Mm -hmm. Of the gospel.
0: I think they're not reading the right gospel. I think, uh, take a little detour. Uh, I think they're taking the idea of social justice Mm -hmm. and they are being a champion of social justice and trying to make a point for that. So, what is social justice? Um, do you have you looked that up?
1: I uh, briefly looked that up today because see that's where I was going with it. Oh, and I'm then i got sorry. Si- I that? got
0: no, no. You're fine.
1: I got sidetracked. I was starting the research towards justice versus social justice, and like I said, I read a little too many. <laughs> articles. A little too deep,
0: too fast.
1: I I went
0: down the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> and f- couldn't find my way back. <laughs> so I can just pull up a quick definition here off Google. It says uh, social justice, justice in terms of the distribution of wealth. Opportunities and privileges within society. Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up in the United Methodist Church all about social justice. That was kind of the deal. I didn't even know that's what it was called back then. That's what it was. But basically, um, they were the champions for all the people who were... Um, I, would say, I would say I thought the downtrodden and the beat up and all that stuff. Yeah. But now as I've gotten older, I think I disagree with that.
1: I'm not going to say that I'm going to bash on the United Methodist so take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, okay? Mm-hmm. But if they were really about social justice, why would they have supported Roe versus Wade for 46 years?
0: Yeah, an interesting side note, I had a conversation with a guy today who um, goes to a Methodist church, a small Methodist church locally here, and they are beginning discussions of leaving the Methodist church and all that stuff. So if that Little churches think about doing it. I'm sure there are some bigger churches thinking about doing it. And so all that's beginning to start. Because this whole idea of social justice has boiled to the top. And for a while, they pitched it as, we're for the little guy for us. But now all their real agenda is coming out. The whole supporting abortion, LGBT, all that stuff's coming out. Now, to be fair to the
1: United Methodists, they have become pro-life recently. (laughs) Yeah, but the last 40 years have been... I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm being fair. I'm showing both sides here. Now, they have, however, stated that they are not going to install um, openly gay um, bishops and or um, elders, and yet there are openly gay elders within the United States that are still preaching. And just recently there was one that um, uh, has been not been disbarred no, not or defrocked. No, disbarred is a lawyer thing. Defrocked—that's what I meant. Um, no, she's just been put on um, involuntary leave. But involuntary leave means that she can't be an elder, but she can work for the church. Mm. So she can work for any uh, anybody in the denomination. And then when they the it's left it open for the when idea they do, when they
0: do. So she's not getting defrocked.
1: She's not getting defrocked. She's just being on put on involuntary leave, and she's also, um, they have this idea that, you know, at the next general conference or general assembly or whatever it's called that they do, that um, it'll be um, homosexuality will be allowed.
0: And yeah, well, we be already know they had their. We did the news on this the the quadrilineal conference or whatever. Yeah, they already made a special uh, party or a special. Uh, whatever, that's going to go. And Basically, I mean... They're going to decide what is fair in the book of doctrine as far as what's allowed as far yeah. as sexuality. So and I'm sure in the next one, it, that'll all be... Yeah, be okay. and
1: that's the, that's the sad thing. So if you are part of the United Methodist Church, I would open your eyes and open your ears and open your Bibles and um, start looking um, at the truth because, to be completely honest, um, I have nothing against homosexual people. Nothing. Right. The people are great, they're nice, most of them are, however, they're living in sin. They're Mm -hmm. living in open sin, and it is contrary to the gospel of Jesus. Right, so,
0: and, and we've talked about this before. Same thing goes for couples, or heterosexual couples who are living together, having sex where they're married. Any Anybody that's living in sin, you know, not that we don't love them and don't want them in church, the question is, will you leading? allow them in leadership? You know, would you mm. allow them to do that? And, and the, the answer is always no until we get to this whole homosexuality um, thing. Yeah,
1: for some reason, they want to turn a blind eye to this. I know we've gotten off on a rabbit trail here, but I wanted to say this. It's like, if a pastor of a church was single... And he was living with a girl, his girlfriend. Yeah. The church would have, would be all up in arms over this. They would be like, this is not right. They should be married or he shouldn't be a minister. Right. However, we're perfectly fine, not us. I'm just saying like this general, this United Methodist, they're perfectly fine mm. with the idea of two women living together, married in the quotation marks, according to the state, because... That they were born that way or something along those lines regardless of the fact that in the Bible not the Old Testament but in the New Testament it says that homosexuality is a sin
0: right you but know also, but uh, Stephen it also says that trimming the edge of your field not leaving those for the poor to come and take is a sin doesn't it that's the in argument they always make in the Old Testament right yeah
1: yeah, I said not in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament,
0: uh, it says that homosexuality is is a sin. Well, I think it falls into Paul's list of sins too. Yeah, <laughs> you know the the major ones that like witchcraft, idolatry, homosexuality, sexual immorality, sexual immorality. I mean, like
1: these are things like when they're spe- specifically stated,
0: these are forever sins, not <laughs> just the little ones or yeah. not just the. It's ones. not like,
1: <laughs> it's not like the Leviticus, some of the Levitical laws that
0: were and it's not it's not even like um it's not even like uh like women covering their head in church or things like that like that was a thing for the culture you know what i mean yeah. like because of their cultural system this is this is past cultural level
1: this is yeah. like beyond all cultures and time so okay we got back we we got on a
0: long Sorry. rabbit trail Sorry. that's fine so social justice so um what happened though with the Methodist church is that they were for social justice, It was great, blah, 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 helping needy people, all that stuff. But then their agenda came to the top, and mm. therefore we began to see, so that's a kind of all sort of fall apart. So is social justice, and even social justice, that's the Google definition here. I'm getting I'm getting back on track. Here we go, chugga, chugga. Uh, justice in terms of distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. So that sounds a lot, very close to socialism. Yeah, I mean, hence the name social justice,
1: right? I mean, right. social Equality, social fairness. Yeah. Uh, And the question is um, the Bible never says that we need to be socialist. So, I mean, like, this is a big argument that I have, uh, um, I've had with people, um, and it's been in a political um, argument when they were talking about, you know, um, representing or um, rooting for Bernie Sanders. And I said, I can't handle that because he's a socialist. And they're like, well, what about Jesus? And I go, what about Jesus? You know, like right. they're like, well, isn't he for helping the poor? I'm like, yeah, there's a difference between helping the poor and stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Jesus was not that. I mean, right. Bernie Sanders was a socialist and that's what social justice is meaning is like, we just put it all in a pot and then we distribute it evenly. Regardless if Joe blow down the street, it sits at home, does nothing. And, um, Joe Smith down the road, um, works, 60, 70 hours a week. Yep. They all get the same amount of pay. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said to take care of the poor and the orphans and the widows. He didn't say, well, distribute the wealth evenly.
0: Yeah. Actually, and that was kind of one of my questions I've said many times in the show before. You know, whenever I come faced with one of these questions, I always come back to, it, look, so what, what did Jesus say about this? If Jesus said anything about this, I want to know first. That should be the first thing that goes in my mind and then I'll support it with everything else that's said in the Bible and then other ideas. So, um, so I've heard many uh, people, uh, even in my seminary, say, you know, Jesus is all about social justice, you know, and helping people and do all things. So I found an interesting article here that has three really good points about Jesus and his um, work with the, the social justice. Okay, said, so, says, the mission and message of Jesus is pretty clearly summarized in Luke 4, 18 through 19. He wants to give sight to the blind, liberty to the captives, and deliverance to the oppressed. If we look at the actions of Jesus throughout the Gospels, he did these things both spiritually and physically. Sometimes, now listen to that word, sometimes Jesus met people's physical needs before he addressed their spiritual needs. And other times he addressed their spiritual needs first. Okay? So Jesus' mission, this is the first point, Jesus' mission was not social gospel. He wasn't asking like, hey, make sure they have food and clothes first. Let Make sure they have food and clothes and a place to eat. Make sure they're all taken care of. No, sometimes he went straight to their spiritual needs and said, you know what, how's your soul? You know what I mean? Or, or those kind of things. Like he did the miracles and looked at their spiritual thing before he even took care of you know any of that. And sometimes then he addressed their physical needs first. Um, it's interesting to me, um, like the man at the po- pools of Bethesda, and I'm going to mess up the verse here, but he goes to that man and he addresses his spiritual need first. And he says, um, you know, Jesus, uh, I would get up and uh, but I, I'm sick. I can't get to the pools fast enough because um, they are, um, you know, people, other people get in the way. Uh, you know, they don't allow me to get to the, the pools fast enough to get the miracle of the healing. when The, the pools are stirred at stu- the pools of Bethesda. And Jesus addresses his spiritual need first and gets him to realize that um, it's not the pools that are going to save him it's jesus that's going to heal him right and so when he realizes that then he says what's easier to say um uh pick up your or uh your sins are forgiven or pick up your mat and walk whatever that is um it's either that one or another one so uh he addresses his spiritual needs first before he worries about physical need it would be easier in our social justice mentality to fix everybody's problems and then they'll listen to the gospel and our Mm -hmm. churches adopt this a lot of times too like Hey, let's go, let's go fix up their house and then maybe they'll get saved. Or let's go, you know, and, and Jesus or Let's let's start a food pantry so we can feed them. Yeah. And then
1: once we feed them, then they'll be in the church and we can talk to them.
0: Yeah, like and that <laughs> that wouldn't have been Jesus thing. Jesus would have gone and talked to them sometimes. I mean, it depends on the situation. He decided what he needed to do. Uh, but it wasn't primarily social gospel driven it wasn't driven towards physical needs all the time the physical needs the miracles that he did were almost always um they just were, to articulate what he was doing they were a tool
1: yeah or a um i hate to say metaphor because they were literal but they were a literal metaphor for what he was doing in their spiritual life jesus cared first and foremost about people's um spirit their spiritual needs First and foremost, he might have healed them and then talked about their spiritual, but the root of the problem, the root of the the issue that Jesus was going after was the spiritual issue. Jesus could—Jesus only healed people to serve the purpose of healing them spiritually, in my opinion. That's how I view it. I mean, when I read the Gospels, that's what I get, is that the Gospel—not the Gospel—the spiritual needs were met first— in, in a roundabout way. Because by um, actually witnessing these miracles, people were becoming spiritually um, cured or um, given spiritual life in the, in the first place. And so, like, so again, it goes back to this whole, like, should the church care about justice? Well, depending on what you're talking about, yes. First and foremost, we're about... Spiritual justice, right? right? I mean, letting everybody in the world know that Jesus died for everybody. It's the gift that Jesus gave us. It's an unfair gift because we don't deserve it. Right. But if we accept that gift, if we choose to accept that gift, then we can have eternity. We can have eternal life if we accept that gift. And that's the first—that's the gospel. That's the justice that um, the church should— care about when it comes to equality in socio economic political speech the church in my opinion it, it shouldn't be on the high rung of things that the church should be worried about mm-hmm. the church should and yes the church should be um caring about the poor you know we should be taking care of the poor but that doesn't mean that we take the money from other people to give to them.
0: And but even Jesus said the poor will always be among you, and I, won't be. So um, I think there is an emphasis in taking care of the poor, um, but because he does command us to take care of the widow and the orphan, which are a form of poor, um, more like vulnerable. Um, and, and so, I, but I don't think Jesus puts the primary um, no articulation on providing for the poor. Right. I'm like I was saying, taking care of is not
1: taking care of them we should always first and foremost our, our thought should be sharing spiritual like sharing the gospel mm-hmm. right that's what we that's our number one commandment from Jesus I mean the, what's the most important thing that you will ever say Jesus is the last thing you say amen to, to something no, oh. no like when you're okay That was really- Here's a a metaphor for you, That food was delicious. When your wife goes away, say your wife goes away on like a business trip or on something. I know that your wife-
0: My wife wife works from home. You know what What I mean. What kind of business trip would she go on? Does she have a home somewhere else? I'm confused with this analogy. Can you make it different? (laughs) Okay.
1: Say my wife goes on a business trip. Oh, your wife. Okay. And she has left me instructions on how to take care of the house, right? Before she leaves, she'll say, I love you, and everything like that. And then she'll say, be sure to do blank. She always tells me (laughs) a commandment. (laughs) Like, she always says, oh, don't forget to do this. Right. All right? So when you translate that metaphor into the scriptures, the last thing that Jesus told us to do was to go into the world and preach the gospel. It was the Great Commission. Right. So that, to me, is like the most important thing. That's the number one commandment that Jesus gave us was go into the world and preach the gospel, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So social justice is on the low rung if it's part of something the church needs to argue about anyway. Right? You know, like the church shouldn't have to deal with social justice because we're combating social injustice by taking care of people in love and sharing the gospel because that's the thing. That's what I mean. That's the hardest part. When when somebody and it, and this I'm gonna hit on this probably several times this this episode. But when someone says that social justice is the heart of the gospel, they've they've missed the point because the point of the gospel was re- the redemption story that Jesus gave us. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this social justice is not something that the church should care about. And, it, and that's a very radical statement, I'm sure, in today's political atmosphere. Hater. Yes, I know. But it's not the church's job to counteract political injustice. That's, that's the people's job that are living in that political atmosphere. The church supersedes all governments. The church is not just in America. The church is in America, but it's also in Iraq, and it's in Iran, and it's in Africa, and it's in India, and it's in China, and it's in um, Indonesia. You know, like, it's everywhere. So to sit there and say that the church has to fight social justice, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to fight social injustice because the, church, the church's main task is to fight for the kingdom, and that's b- kingdom building, right? Bringing people in. So right. I have a hard time when people because what what do you say to those people who who don't even have justice? Forget about social injustice. But what about what about those people in um, Africa that are like being? Um, they don't have health care. They don't have uh, access to medical treatment. Should we talk about social injustice for them? No, they're. They're just worried about their next meal. So, no, the church, the, in that instance, the church is all about taking care of those people to the best of our ability. It has nothing to do with, well, this person got $10, and this person got $2, and what they really should be is
0: that both people get $6. That's not what the church is there for. Yeah, and it makes me think of, like, what, when Jesus encountered these things, what did he do? Like, what about the woman at the well? She was thirsty. She was getting water. Did Jesus fill up her water and then talk to her? No. He said uh, this. It's in John 4, uh, 13. Everyone who drinks from this water will get, will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up within him, in him for eternal life. So... Jesus clearly cares more about the spiritual than the physical needs. There, then I think about this: you're talking about um, Jesus taking care, you know, about social issues or about justice, like even just justice, like being mistreated. Like, what if we're not even talking about distribution of wealth? What does yeah. Jesus have to say about that? Does you just say, hey, when you're mistreated, um, you should, you know, take fight revenge. back, take revenge? No, he doesn't care about justice because in John 16:33, he says this, and you'll recognize this. Okay. It says, "I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world." Or you might know it that um, in these in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That might be how you've heard it before. Ooh. So we're not. It did not say <laughs> take revenge or, or stand up for those who are. It says, it says only Matthew, "Take heart."
1: And then Matthew chapter five, where he talks in, in the in the. Uh, um, I just blew past it, but like the, <laughs> the, um, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, right. you've heard it said, eye for an eye, but i tell you, anybody who slaps you, turn the other cheek. Yeah. I mean, this is not social justice. That's not justice in general. Yeah. It's, it's like, he's telling his disciples, even at the very beginning of his ministry, he's like, you are going to suffer because of me. Right. Just as I have suffered, you're right. going to suffer. You know, and that's the thing is like fairness, equality, these things don't exist for Christians. Yep. So the church stepping up and saying, this is wrong or this is right. Guess what, guys? The church for so long has fought social injustice or social justice issues that we have lost. Modern day church has lost our vision for what we're supposed to do. Right. The idea there is not we're we're not we're not in it to make things
0: fair for people. We're in it for God mm-hmm. to build heaven. Because because uh, al- ultimately who who decides the justice? Who gets to be the 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 justice, if we're using that word, or the judge? Who's the judge? It's God, right? Yeah. So he gets to determine what is just and what is unjust. Just as he has determined that it is just, because he is a just God, it is just that we get heaven when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. doesn't seem like just to us, but to him, because of Jesus, it becomes just. And so we're not the ones who decide that. Now, do we try and help people? Do we try and do good things? Yeah, because we're we're supposed to be good stewards also of what we have. I want to hit another point on this thing. Um, The second big point on this article I read is that Jesus wasn't into free handouts. You were talking a little bit about this, uh, um, the social, hey, this $6, he mm-hmm. gets $6. But, yes, Jesus gave free free meals, it says, and free health care to people, I'm quoting. But notice a few things about these events. First, the people he is helping are almost always people who are following him or have sought him out in some way. When he feeds the 5,000, it was because they had been listening to his teachings, and he had gone on so long that they all became hungry and had not brought any food. So the vast majority of these people were not homeless at all. They were not unemployed at all. They just forgot to bring food. Later, when word gets around that Jesus was giving free meals and people started showing up just for the free stuff, listen to this, Jesus pretty much chased them away. That's in John 6. He tells them to get away. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Jesus wasn't into giving out free handouts no. or equal opportunity or a distribution of wealth. That was never anything that he did. In fact, when people began acting like that, he got kind of angry about it, got kind of frustrated, and towards the end of his ministry, or on earth at least, um, he almost gives off the air of annoyance about the miracles, like, that, like I can't believe these people still aren't getting this yet. You know what right. I mean? Like He was like, I do these miracles so that you'll understand that I am God and that I've come to save, but he's like, I'm not here for free handouts. I'm not here to heal everybody on this side. Your healing comes eternally when we heal your soul you know and so he wasn't he wasn't in all the free handouts and stuff that people try and say when um they make this argument that jesus was a big socialist
1: yes exactly and so like that's the thing And, and in the argument i said you you are misunderstanding the whole idea that jesus jesus was not a political figure he didn't come to if he was a political figure we would be in the kingdom right now mm-hmm. because he would have come he would have destroyed all government and he would have set up his kingdom right then and there but he wasn't a political figure he was there to save us from our sins he helped the poor he helped widows he helped orphans but guess what that wasn't his main objective his main objective was to die on a cross yeah for our sins and to conquer death so right. that we can make it to heaven. So that's that's the thing is like whenever someone wants to bring up socialism and social justice and Jesus, I I always say let's let's get to the root of the problem. What was the reason Jesus was here? Jesus was here came for redemption, not for social issues. So don't yeah. try to don't try to take my Bible, yeah. and twist it to to fit your agenda because first and foremost, that you are going to (laughs) be held accountable for that. So hold yourself at hold yourself still first, but then think about it. Yeah. If it was, if, if social justice would have been, or should be an issue for the church, I think Jesus would have mentioned it a little bit more. And, um, that would have probably been like a, a, a thing that like, he would have mentioned in a political atmosphere. Yeah. But he he wasn't here. He was here for
0: redemption. Right. So that's those are my main arguments always yeah. when it comes to that. And, and I think, you know, I got a couple of things to say about that, is that Jesus, um, that was the reason why the Jews despised Jesus. It wasn't because they didn't, they didn't believe he was the messiah it was because he didn't they he wasn't the messiah they wanted they mm-hmm. expected they wanted a political <laughs> revolutionary you know they wanted Barack Obama to come mm-hmm. and be that kind of type to be a political hey we're taking back the government we're going to be the Jews are going to be in power again we're going to overthrow the the Roman government that wasn't what Jesus did in fact the last point on this article and I'll put a link to this on um, on the the website when we post this but uh, it says Jesus never called on the government to provide free stuff he never challenged the government not, and says I'm quoting again not once did Jesus ever call on the Roman Empire or the local Israel authority sorry Israelite authorities to raise taxes so that the poor and unemployed could be taken care of taking care of the poor and needy in the community was a priority for Jesus yes but he never saw this as a responsibility of the government taking care of the poor and needy in the community was the responsibility for the individual person or of local groups. Okay, so he never promoted a so- idea of socialism or a, a social gospel idea because um, he said, "Hey, it was it's the church's responsibility to take care of people if you need to take care of people." We've said this before on um, on when we talk about the government and how they've kind of taken away our ability in the local communities because of uh, social programs. There again, social social word. Um, but it, it's our responsibility as a church to take care of people. Now, is it our job to make sure that everybody's treated equally and fairly and has the same job opportunities, and gets the same everything? No. Um, but um, it is our job to love people and take care of them um, as God calls us to. So, you know, Jesus has this, uh, people say he's got the social gospel, but um, really the number one idea is that uh, he wanted to help the needy but didn't necessarily wasn't his main priority. So, um, and and Jesus was never a proponent of trying to legislate morality or trying to get people to do as right through higher taxation or passing laws or anything like that. So um, when you take social justice out of the church and into a political hemisphere, like you're saying, like using the Bible to twist and to make your point or to be, um, you know, to kind of go on a holy rampage. Well, you know, you're a Christian and Jesus would have been for this. um, You're, you're manipulating uh, the scripture into saying something that it's not saying yeah um, and that
1: that's th- that's the problem I guess so the next question really comes to is um we've kind of hit this should the church care um and we have said no that, that it shouldn't be a top list of things that we c- should care about yeah um so um the answer to the third question, which I don't even know why it's the third question. It should have been the first question, but um, justice for all, right? mm-hmm. um, And I think a lot of times, and I'm going to go here, um, so if you're an international listener, uh, bear with me here, but the Pledge of Allegiance in America is, um, at the end it says, um, with, with liberty and justice for all, right? So this is an American construct. This whole idea that justice for all. And somehow I don't know I can't I can't find the root. I don't know when it happened, but we have mistaken this idea of justice for all to be a Christian thought when in all reality it's an American construct. And so justice for all has been woven somehow, maybe because of the 1950s um, when we were, it was Christians versus, you know, America versus Russia, Christians versus atheists type thing, um, that we've weaved in this um, with liberty and justice for all into the Christian psyche. And when all reality, um, justice for all is, you know, um, when you think about it, at the end, Christians don't worry about justice prior to judgment day. Yeah. Right. Everybody will have a. Everybody will have justice at the end. Right. Um, because there will be only one judge, and he is the perfect judge, and he will judge us one way or the other. And let's just hope that prior to that moment that you get right, you choose to accept the gift, mm-hmm. and you work towards that relationship and you work on that relationship with christ because before the arm after that your justice is coming and
0: you will be dealt fairly yeah well i believe in justice for all yeah 100 percent. we'll all get justice at the end the (laughs) end all just those who have not accepted the covering of your sin by christ you'll go to hell and that will be just and those who have accepted Christ as their, taking their sinful identity on himself on the cross and taking on his sinless identity before God, we will get, in God's eyes, the just reward for that. And so, yeah, there'll be justice for all, whether they like it, whether anybody likes it or not. <laughs> Well, there's the bell. We all know what that means on the show. It's time for our closing thoughts. And Steven, because he's more handsome than I, gets to go first. Well, I don't know about that, but um, I'll go first anyway. Okay.
1: I'm just kidding. I am more handsome than you are. Um, So my closing thoughts. Humble, too. Yeah. um, (laughs) My closing thoughts come from this idea that social justice in and of itself is nothing that the church should, um, be for or against. Um, because we know that justice in this world doesn't come to the Christians. Fairness will never be dealt to the Christian. Um, you can see it in today's modern culture. Um, where Christianity is being um, persecuted. Now, in America, it's slightly persecuted versus the rest of the world, which is harshly being persecuted um, by martyrs and um, um, death tolls that reach thousands daily. Um, But fairness doesn't exist for the Christian. I just want everybody to know that. So social justice... Doesn't exist for the Christian because we may stand up and fight for equality, knowing full well that once the state accepts equality of everybody, the inequality will come to the Christians. Now, I'm not saying that because of one, we'll get the other. I'm saying that currently, right now, the Christians are suffering from inequality, we are not being treated fairly. In our government, um, in our political atmosphere. So why are we attaching ourselves to things that don't matter in this world? I refer, retract that. Why are we? <laughs> tra- why are we worrying about something that matters in this world but not the next? Because mm-hmm. in the next, we will all be treated with justice. One hundred percent justice. You will all get what you deserve fairly. Now, here's the. The kicker is that we are not to be social justice knights, but we are to be loving for each and every individual in this world. The church is supposed to be there to accept those who are lost and searching for the pat- the right path. And that's our job is to share with them that gospel that, yes, does lead to um, injustice to the Christian, yeah. but... In the end, they will be rewarded with paradise. And that's my closing thoughts is, yes, the church is not a social justice night, as I put it, but it's a night for the kingdom of God, and that is our job, is to fight and to show people the
0: way. It's so not a social justice night. It's a dark night. <laughs> Sorry. It's so okay. can, where can people find you? At?
1: You can find me on stoneswillcry.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at StonesWillCry. And Cry. And on um, Facebook at Stephen Winton. And, of course, you can always find me on ElephantPew.com.
0: Okay, it's time for my closing thoughts about social justice. Well, Stephen said it pretty good, so I'm not going to be redundant. Um, but I'm going to say this. I would like to lift the veil. Okay, this is a very important moment. We're going to lift the veil for all you social justice warriors out there and um, all my liberal friends who are really into Bernie Sanders and stuff like that, okay? There's no such thing as justice on this side of heaven. Got it? And I'm not saying that God-ordained justice. I'm saying there's no such thing as justice that is created by human hands, okay? So even when we look at um, distribution of wealth or health or whatever, you think, oh, yeah, that's that's good. Everybody gets the same. Everybody gets equal. Yeah, but every time that's been created on Earth, it's funny to me how the people in charge seem to have more than the people who are on the bottom. Because oh, if <laughs> everything's equal, then why isn't it equal for them? Because all of these distribution of wealth things, all this stuff, are not just, okay? It puts more... All it is is separating further, eliminates the middle class, puts you in a poverty category, or puts you in an elite category. If you're an elite, you somehow get rich off of this whole thing, and the people in poverty get poorer. So there's no such thing as justice by human hands because of the sinful nature of the humanity, right? So the closest thing we get to is in our court system where there's lots of people with lots of opinions, where there's uh, things in place to keep people from manipulating the system or from cheating and all that stuff. And yet it still happens, even when there's dire consequences such as fines or jail time or any of those things people still cheat and there's still injustice that happens even in our justice systems so um, there's no such thing so you need to really get your head out of your butt and realize that no matter how much you fight for it, how much it looks good on paper how much some crazy sociology teacher taught you in your liberal college you're not gonna get justice on this side of heaven because there's only one who is completely and totally just, and his name is Yahweh, okay? And unless he's calling the shots, unless he's sitting on the throne, it's not going to be just. I'm sorry. Amen. Now, there are good people out there who try and make good decisions and try and help, Um, but overall, an entire government or an entire organization being totally just and being fair to everybody equally, yeah, that's a great idea, but it just will not happen with sin in the world. So that's my closing thought on that. You can find me on shoutingintothewild.com. And yeah, there.
1: Okay. And also on elephantpew.com, I'd like to thank our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We are humbled that you decided to allow us to be a part of your day. You guys are the best audience a podcast could ask for. This episode was brought to you by elephantpew.com. Don't forget
0: to check us out on Elephant Pew News every Monday at 9 p.m. That's right. Also, don't forget to go to iTunes and rate and review us there on iTunes you will find that we have a rating system so check us out there iTunes rate review and subscribe thanks so much for joining us again
1: I'm Stephen Witten I'm Ryan Ramsey and until next week God bless Peace.